Welcome, welcome, welcome. We're back. This is the Linesight 2020 pod. In the year 2022. I'm Scott. I'm Brendan over here across from Scott. Once again, across the table. Where are we like bankers working out a loan deal? Are we lovers? We <laughs> we yes, we're mar- we're in marriage counseling <laughs> trying to find deeper meaning. Sports marriage counseling. That's what this podcast is really all about. Uh thank you very much for uh joining us. Uh we skipped last week even though we did awesome in terms of Football gambling, yes, football gambling was great, and baseball gambling. Actually. Baseball gambling is coming coming in hard yeah, for we, October. We uh, we took a, a a breather there, let it let it simmer, yeah, a little bit. I you know the weird thing is that these, as I've told you for years, these September call ups can really get janky. Yep. So we've tried to use more filters in the model to to scale it back, um, just because of that variable. Uh, which is significant. However, it's gotten bumped back a little bit. Uh, teams aren't uh, calling guys up or rushing them up as much as they used to. Yeah, why? Um, I think it's because of the shift for the hitters. <laughs> really? For real. Yeah, I do. So you think it discourages them so much that they're like, they're worse off. We don't want you playing. To come up here and hit 100. Right. Or, okay. or not even that. I mean, look at the O'Neill Cruz adjusting to life in the big leagues. Yeah. I mean, I've heard Harold Reynolds call him the most explosive player in baseball in the next three years. He hits which, the ball real hard. Yeah, real hard, and he is seven foot five. <laughs> he's that tall. With an eight six wingspan. Uh he's incredible. But back to the point, I think I think it's a, a, a thing. You don't want guys to get down on themselves. Oh, I had my one shot. What if I don't get back up? Yeah, gotcha. I, I think that you know, the, the psychology of this is pretty significant, um, which is the same thing. It, it, it uh, falls over into the, the handicapping of it. Yeah. Right? If these guys are sporadically playing and they're only getting three at-bats and they're left-handed and they're hitting it into right field on a dime but still getting thrown out at first base, that messes with your head. Yeah, for sure. I like that. So, uh, in terms of baseball, there's just a few stories that I wanted to talk about. Number one being, obviously, uh, Aaron Judge. So, Aaron Judge sits on 60 home runs. He's one shy of the American League record, uh, Roger Maris's record. He's tied with Babe Ruth. Maris broke the record against the Red Sox. Uh, Aaron Judge plays the Red Sox this weekend. Do you feel like Aaron Judge breaks breaks Maris's record this weekend? I do. What would you do with the baseball if you caught it? If I caught the baseball, what do I do with the baseball? Or what would I do? Like, how would I celebrate? Or what would I actually do with the what ball? What would you do with the baseball? I mean, your celebratory. Uh, I, I would field calls from Aaron Judge and his people and shoot them down <laughs> until. I'm surprised you would even field calls from them. Well, I like, I mean, everybody likes to get a call from a superstar, right? Just ask for one year of his salary. On his next contract. <laughs> On his next deal. <laughs> <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, Aaron Judge turned down an extension offer right before this season started from the Yankees. Uh, he went to arbitration, actually. Uh, didn't he? I think so. I think he, it went before an arbiter um, because he had turned it down. And so he bet on himself 
and it has to be the best betting on oneself I've ever heard of in my life. Gotta be. Not only did he's he, on the triple crown right now, so he he didn't get hurt. That's number one because he's got an extensive injury history uh, over the last several seasons. So he didn't get hurt, and he he currently holds the triple crown. Yeah, I think he's one point in batting average above, uh, and he's second. literally going to hit the most home runs in the history of the American League. That's right. That is an unbelievable bet. He's figured out how to beat the shift. That hit the ball over (laughs) Over the fence. (laughs) Over the shift. I'd like to see you shift into this. Okay, so what would you do with the baseball? You'd field calls. I'd field calls, and I I certainly wouldn't give it back to him for some tchotchkes to hang in the office. Yeah, that's silly. So it's a free market system. This ball has very tangible value, as we've seen. You know, it's just like uh, landing a real estate deal. Yep. This 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 ball or this piece of land has no value of it unless a bunch of people find value in it. That's right. The same thing applies. Yes, uh, there's value in willingness to pay, and so I would definitely hold on to it. I'm not sure. You know, there was a there was a comment about do you hold on to it until he retires, or do you just sell it immediately, or put it up for auction immediately, or whatever? I think you put it up for auction immediately. Yeah. Because I feel like that's the fairest thing to do in the market. It'd be very buzzworthy for sure. Yeah. And it would help promote our, our website. <laughs> I did. I did literally like two days ago go on and look at ticket prices for the final series. The Yankees play at the Rangers, the last oh, series cool. of the season. And the tickets in lower right field were not bad. I mean, it was like 100 bucks for two tickets. Well, you want to be in left field because he's a right he's a right handed hitter. He actually hits forty percent of his home runs to left field. I know, but if you're playing the percentages. And he hits thirty two percent of his home runs to right field. So it's not that far off. And they're cheaper. They well, were like half price. Well, when Martin Perez grooves a hanging curveball, he's hitting that to left field. So I did a lot of study on this. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did a lot of study on this. If it's a left handed pitcher, you're right, he does pull it. And so I was, I have, I did not go down the path of like, oh, let me project out who the starter is October, what are they here? Third, third, fourth, fifth. Third, fourth, fifth. Um, I did not do that, but I I just ended up thinking, it sounds like a lot of work. (laughs) I don't, like, who am I going to take? I'm going to take my nine year old who's going to want to leave after three innings. There's a double header. I know, I could take you. And then I have to like live with the ire at home of, well, you and Brennan are going to go watch two baseball games for like 10 hours? I'm like, well, yeah. I'm trying to get rich here, lady. Yeah. Uh, that's a uh, that's an interesting idea. Is that a college football Saturday? No, that's like a Tuesday. The second? The fourth is a Tuesday. Oh, weird. Because I'm playing in a charity golf tournament on the third oh, for oh. our uh, forerunner. Okay. I like that. Um, okay. Triple crown. In both leagues, has that ever happened? At the same time? Correct. Well, Goldschmidt's not going to – he's too far back. Oh, is he now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, don't really, it, it, I don't look at stats. It, it's <laughs> great question. Good prep. Uh, he's, he, he's, he's a little bit far back, I believe, in um, – is it average? From Don Arredondo? They're like neck and neck on so many categories. So good. As teammates – 
he's there's something that he's lagging behind. One of the three, and I can't remember what it. Uh, it's it's RBIs. Pete Alonso oh, has got a pretty. The Panda's got a pretty big lead now in RBIs. Yeah, he hit a home run the other night that basically lost me my fantasy. Uh, so no, so no, um, no one wants to hear about that. I assure you. Um, I do think that uh, it's never been done at the same time. There's yeah. no way. Yeah, no way. We it's would've... hard as hell to do reg- regardless. How many have there been? Like seven, I think. Okay, that's but but you gotta you gotta realize seven going back the whole history oh, yeah, of baseball yeah. when there were far fewer franchises, i.e., smaller pond. Yeah, makes sense. All right, um, I don't know anything else. Baseball playoff races. Playoff they're, they're races done. are dead. Our they're tickets over. again. Futures tickets on Mariners and Cardinals. Mariners forty to one. We hold a futures ticket there, and we hold a thirty-six to one ticket on the St. Louis Cardinals. That's so solid. That may be the best that we've done in futures in, in six or seven years. All right, sports gun to the head. Yeah. Who's in the World Series? World Series, go. Uh, I am going to select the Los Angeles Dodgers. I know that is so chalky, but good God. I don't know, man. The Mets, you got to face Scherzer and DeGrom four times at minimum. Luckily, you get to pitch against their hitters, though. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Although Lindor's heating up lately, Alonzo's doing a lot better. But yeah, that's about it. That's about what they. I have. mean, it's it's dry. Marte's on the disabled list. Mm-hmm. Yes, I said that. Take two, the disabled <laughs> list. Um, but I w- I think to answer your question on the American League side okay. is much more intriguing. Yep. Um, Altuve got hit yesterday. Any injury update on that one? I didn't see any injury update on that. I'm sure our Houston folk will be more than happy to call in when we take callers. (laughs) Never. Um, But I I do think it's the Astros. I think Astros-Dodgers looks likely because of the consistency of the Astros is Mm -hmm. something that's just – you can you can believe in that. They it, get Verlander back. They get Verlander back. They've got McCullers already back, who's got, what, six starts or something under his belt. He's looked really solid. Framber, who might be the best pitcher on the roster yeah. currently. Yeah. Well, and you know how I feel about Christian Javier. Right. Uh, I mean, stacked. they're so stacked, so good, dusty. He needs a championship ring to go with that mask. <laughs> and the toothpick. And his wristbands from 1978. All right. Wrap it up, baseball. We love you. Uh, President's Cup, quick touch here. Does anyone care? Chalkier than the Dodgers. <laughs> so what is, what's the current projection of who's going to win this thing? So, by the way, President's Cup for those uh, young listeners out there. America versus the international team. So not including Europeans, essentially. Everything that's not Europe. Sung J.M. Yes, correct. That's who they're playing. Tom Kim. That's who they're playing, those two. Tom Yum. Um, Tom T. Hall. <laughs> Just the top five Toms, yeah. mystery top five Toms. That's coming soon. Okay. We know yours is Tom Cruise. So what, yeah, oh yeah, that's number one. Uh, so what's the, what's the uh, spread here? Tom Petty. He's number one. Right, you keep, I, I, I know, know, there's lots throwing of great things Toms. at you. Pro call. What's the what's the odds here? The odds are like three ten minus three ten. Jeez, it's so dumb. So all the live players get kicked by Trevor Immelman and by Davis Love. Davis Love. Yeah, the third. 
and it just becomes like a, a mashup of kind of oldish international dudes that didn't want to take the money, Adam Scott's of the world, yeah, and all the good Americans. Who are, the line is out the door for those guys. Yeah. Like guys who didn't make it, you're like, oh my God, that guy didn't make the team, not even as a captain's pick. Yeah. They did a little, uh, I saw a little picture of the uh, night before dinner, I guess, the American team. So last night? To check out Tony Finau's wife. What's her deal? She's uh, she's Tongan, for real. That's, uh, oh, I saw a picture of her. Yeah, solid. She's not, Rock she, didn't solid. Look, she didn't look like the rest of the golfer's wives. She does not. All right, college football time. Last week, eight and seven plus point two units. Man, I'm really rubbing that. A lot of sweats out there and a lot of not sweats. You know, we've been middling this year. Literally, we're even uh, on the year. I think most people would take that. I think so, too. The books have been cleaning up in September. Yes. Like, I've read that it's like the best September they've ever had. Yeah. So stick with us. We'll, we'll, we're like the, uh, when the market goes down, we're like that stock that doesn't go down nearly as much as the market. And right. And when the stock market goes up a ton, we're going to go up. Maybe not as much as the market, but we're going to go up. Right. Well, we, that consistent performer. We, 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 we like to play in that margin. Exactly. So www.linesite2020.com is where you will get all of our picks. Subscribe. The first month is free. And all of our historical performances out there. We are documented. Uh, everything we've done. We're big on transparency. Follow us on Twitter at Linesite2020. We post all of our picks. Um, so let's talk about college football. I mean, decent slate this week. There's nothing like huge. Tennessee and Florida is kind of the biggest game. North Carolina and Notre Dame, whatever. Uh, but we're going to start with South Florida at Louisville because this is a gambling show. I personally kind of like South Florida plus 13. They're not a good team, but they played Florida very close last week. They have Jerry Bohannon. They, they do have former Baylor great Jerry Bohannon as our friend Matt Mosley would likely tell us at any point. That he's our friend or that he <laughs> is their quarterback. <laughs> that Jerry Bohannon went to Baylor. Yeah. Good kid, good kid. took one for the team, um, led him to the Sugar Bowl last year. We were on Baylor damn near every week. Um, not going to be on him this week. That is the most no-play game on the board. Um, but I like U.S. UCF fighters no. and USF Florida Bowl. Uh, I like them to cover. I think they could win this game. Louisville um, in kind of a letdown spot-ish. I mean, their whole season's a letdown. <laughs> Malik Cunningham at at, uh, at quarterback and Jeff Brom at, at – I don't know. Louisville's just all over the place. They just are not consistent at all. I like where USF is headed with uh, – Jeff Tedford? No. No, where's he? Tedford's at Fresno State. That's right. South Florida is Charlie Strong. <laughs> that is not true. Oh. Anyways, we clearly have done research on South Florida. Let's talk about Minnesota minus two and a half at Sparty. I know who coaches Minnesota. Yes, that's PJ Fleck. He wears ties. Y yeah. He also does not wear any hair on his head. 
Is that a fashion statement he's making? I think it kind of is. It's very crisp and clean. Uh, his defense is freaking awesome. His defense is awesome. He's got a 10th-year quarterback. He has t- been there. <laughs> Tanner he Morgan. has been there forever. And he's got an incredible running back. Uh, Ibrahim, I loved Ibrahim last year. In game one where he was running all over the Buckeyes, and then he got hurt and lost for the season. That's right. And now he's back, solidifying his status as, if not the top running back, one of the top running backs. I'm sure B. John Robinson has a thing to say about that, but... He is one of the top running backs in college football. He is definitely top five, no question. And so I love this game. I love Minnesota. Sounds like we're going to be on the Gophers. Michigan State is not good. Uh, Mel Tucker had his team rolling last year. They kind of fell apart at the end of the year. And Washington kind of took them apart. 323, I'm going to steal this from the great Bud Elliott because I heard him talk about this the other day. In that game, of a possible 323 yards to gain in the first half, Washington gained 322. So so every drive ended in a touchdown. Every drive ended in a touchdown. That's awesome. Except for one. So Michigan State, not great. Mm-mm. And they're you know they hang their hat on defense typically, and the and Washington just kind of owned them. They did, and uh, I would I actually think this Minnesota team's much more physical than Washington. Uh, I think Minnesota is going to surprise some people, and I would not be at all surprised if they play in the Big Ten title game. Yeah, I think they were kind of on pace for that last they year. They were they they were right there in the thick of it. Uh, toward the end, of course, you know, the other side of the bracket's loaded with Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan. So it's a different set of circumstances over there. Free roll. But the the, the Minnesota uh, team was, was pretty solid last year, save for those injuries that were super uh, important mm-hmm. to them scoring specifically. Because they got in a lot of those 20-17 to 17 type games, um, and that just uh, – you know, if you don't score enough points, eventually it's going to catch up with you, particularly later in the season. Yep. Uh, but I love them, too. Let's take them. Let's Perfect. roll. All right, next game, sticking in the Big Ten, uh, Ohio State at home, minus 18 versus Wisconsin, the badges. A um, lot of chalk. I think the public is all over Wisconsin because they're looking at the names. Oh, this – Wisconsin's been to the Rose Bowl. 18 points, bro. That's too many. It's a conference game. Yeah, you know what Ohio State does? They kill their conference opponents. Ohio State, 6-0, and I believe, last six. Uh, ATS against Wisconsin. At the horseshoe. At the horseshoe. And Wisconsin coming off a loss to Washington State. You, well, you know, two Mike, weeks ago. Mike Leach is not there. Uh, no, he's not. Neither is uh, the guy that got fired because he wouldn't uh, get a COVID test or something. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that guy. I'm sorry. He wouldn't get a vaccine. <laughs> it should have it hung him by his feet. Yeah, totally. Uh, I mean, how, what's your thought on this game other than – I mean, my only thought is that line's too short. This Wisconsin team is not that great, and, and Ohio State seems to be hitting their stride now. Um, it is a total mismatch of offense. Yeah. I mean – all due respect to Paul Christ, um, this is not football anymore. You can't expect to run three three yards in a cloud of dust. Yeah, it's not three yards in a cloud of dust at all. I think the biggest um, 
uh, edge here to Ohio State is they score fast. Yeah. And they're just going to gas gas Wisconsin completely. I, I see a, a total blowout in this game. I love it. All right. In the next game, we're going a little off the beaten path. But kind of not. But kind of not. I actually didn't know that James Madison was a like an FBS school. Yeah. <laughs> they just they just got bumped up. And they are destroying people. Killing them. Uh, I'm trying to... I've uh, got it here. All right. James Madison, 2-0 and in the Sun Belt. Not both of their games were in the Sun Belt, I understand. However, they beat Middle Tennessee 44-7. to That's big. They beat Norfolk State. I'm sorry. 63 to 7. And now they're at Appalachian State. They've had two weeks to prepare for this game. Appalachian State beat AM and then win on a Hail Mary at the end of the. Uh, a tipped Hail Mary. A, a tipped Hail Mary last week against Troy after having game day come. Did you see the sign? This sign was funny. I it, saw a lot of funny signs. Which one said, are you talking about? It said, uh, thanks, A&M. We took your $1.5 million and your college game day. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. Because game day was headed to College Station for Miami uh, A&M, and then they went to Appalachian State, Troy. Boone, North Carolina. The point being, Appalachian State comes off a crazy emotional win after a really big win and a, against a team that can score a ton of points and uh, has had two weeks to prepare. I love James Madison plus seven and a half here. Yeah, we'll take that. We'll take that dog. I mean, Appalachian State's defense ain't that great. Emotional letdown is, is the biggest factor in this game. I mean, going from the experience that they've had, with North Carolina. They can't get up again. Well, think about it. North Carolina, then A&M, and then Troy. And then That's game day. three games of just absolute chaos going on, and then you're taking on a tough team. Uh, I don't – I think mon uh, money line uh, – A little sprinkle. A little sprinkle is probably in order. Okay, let's go to my favorite game this week, Kansas. When's the last time anyone said Kansas was their favorite bet of the week? Uh, during the Final Four, <laughs> any time, and that was and that was and that was our uh, favorite bet of the week. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Kansas uh, against Duke. Kansas is at home. Ooh, another Final Four team. Yeah, this is a nice basketball matchup. This was the championship. Kansas. Just kidding. It was minus North Carolina. seven and a half uh, at home against Duke. Duke is fine. Okay, Duke has played nobody. Duke beat North Carolina A&T last week, 49-20. to uh, Duke beat Northwestern, 31-23. to And Duke beat Temple, 30-0. to So they struggled with Northwestern uh, on the road. They go on the road here, and Kansas is absolutely blasting everybody they play. I think I read that the state of North Carolina has seven undefeated teams in college football. Oh, really? Yeah. NC State, North Carolina, Appy State, uh, Duke, um, and then there's uh, another one of those like obscure Some schools. Ones, right. Uh, Kansas has beaten Tennessee Tech 56-10, to 10, which everyone kind of went, whatever, Tennessee Tech. And then they beat West Virginia 55-42, to 42, and everyone kind of went, 
and then they were still 14-point dogs last week at Houston. They beat them 48-30. to And then the Houston teammates got onto each other. Did you see the receiver yank the other receiver down by his face mask, his oh. own teammate on the sideline? No. Yeah, Dana, Dana will get people all sorts of dysfunctional over there. Who did we bet on in that game? We took Houston. Do you, do you know that betting on Dana Holgerson is dangerous to my health? Yes, it is. Okay, good. Still dangerous to my health. Yeah, that means I get everything when you go. So uh, Kansas comes off two road games back at home versus an inferior opponent, and they're getting – I mean, they're giving only a, a short touchdown. I mean, let me touch on them with a, with a hook. I got you. But this to me is is all Kansas. I liked it at minus nine. I like it at minus seven and a half. I want it all. The offense is damn near unstoppable. And we saw that last year. Yeah. I mean, they were scoring points toward the end of last year. And they lost well. really close games at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they've they've figured it out, I think, on some level, right? I mean, I'm not expecting them to beat OU or Texas or anybody of that caliber, but they can play with Duke. Like, no they beat, question. They beat Texas last year. Yeah, that typically gets people fired, but... Well, it was just year one of the Sark regime. Yeah. I, I Kansas is good. I, I haven't – it's so hard to get oneself to, like, believe. <laughs> right. It, it really is. And then you just look at it and watch it. It's well run. I mean, there's a well-run program who may want to keep that coach longer because uh, the Nebraska is a calling and uh, wouldn't be surprised if Arizona State puts in a call. Uh, he's hot, hot to try. Leopold, Leopold, Leopold. I think Nebraska's already put in a call for him. I think there's like three dudes on their list, and he's one of them. Yeah, and in Arizona State, we'll be calling as we continue to see college football coaches get fired like in, earlier in and September. earlier. I mean, it's it's insane. Um, but I guess if the writing's on the wall, you might as well do it. Um, I I love Kansas in this spot as well. Let's go to the other Kansas school. Kansas State is at OU. Kansas State getting 13 points here. You know, I, I think this is interesting just simply because Kansas State typically plays OU close. If Kansas State is 3-0 and and not 2-1, and this line is 9.5. Yeah. And they lost last week, Kansas to Tulane. State, to Tulane. So the question is, you know who gave uh, OU a big run for their money September last year? Kansas State, Tulane. <laughs> oh yeah, they did. They played the they that was a that was a nail biter game. Tulane plays their Super Bowls in September. That's good. Kansas State uh, again typically plays OU close. Beat them last year. And I don't OU's good. OU's very good. Yeah, they're good. <laughs> Dylan Gabriel running that offense. Excellently, we had them pounding Nebraska last week, uh, and they did. And so, you know, nothing surprising, I guess, here about this, other than it's just a close game always. Uh, KSU's covered four of the last five and six of the last ten. Uh, Oklahoma got into really no-sweat zone from second quarter on mm-hmm. uh, last week. I, it's 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 too many points. That's that's really the name of the game here. Kansas State plays teams tough. They just don't get beat by a lot of points when they when they put up L's. They really don't. Yep. They're competitive as is, is all get out. Um, I do like Oklahoma. I like Oklahoma to win, 
but I think it's going to be the typical struggle that they always have with Kansas State. Yep, and Deuce Vaughn is going to run the ball all over them. Deuce Vaughn is – he's a top five guy. Yeah, I'm with that. All right, let's go to Vanderbilt, plus 40 and a half, traveling to Tuscaloosa to take on the Alabama Crimson Tide. What's your handicap on this one? Uh, I think the line is probably right on the money. Yeah, it does seem like a 55 to 10 type of game, doesn't it? Because yeah, that's what it usually is. Right. Uh, the question becomes, what kind of backup situation is Alabama going to do in terms of at what point of the game are they going to put them in? Yeah, because they got Arkansas on deck. That'll be a, a good, tough SEC matchup. That's going to be a huge matchup, particularly Arkansas. if Arkansas rolls in undefeated. Yes. I mean, you're looking at game day for sure. Yeah, so you the back door is open with 40 and a half points for sure. I just don't know if Andy can score. I was a little bit higher on They put earlier. up 63 on Hawaii. Yeah, I know. That's when I was high on them. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then they put up, you know, 10 on Wake Forest or whatever it was. Um, I think that you want to take the points here if we're considering doing that because it's just a magnificently large line. Um, I don't love the 630 kick if you're looking at the dog in this one. I'd much prefer an 11 a.m. kick. If you're getting 40 and a half because there's a chance that Bama's sluggish, not really up for right. it, um, maybe Vandy can come out and, and like hit, hit a couple of quick plays and get them on their heels, uh, which they could still do. They could still do, but I do think that Bama is going to probably let off the gas when they get up by 35, right? and therefore your, your back door's open. So, yeah, if we're going to play that game, that's the side. All right, um, let's burn through these last few here. Uh, SMU hosting TCU, the Iron Skillet. In the return of the Sunny Dykes. Yeah, so Sunny Dykes goes from SMU to TCU, and he gets two weeks of preparation against his old team, and he's a two-and-a-half-point dog. I don't yeah. understand that at all. No, 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 They're, they've moved to the favorite spot, I think. TCU? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought it was the other way. Mm-mm. Ah, well... Uh, it still I, seems like a low line. It does, and to me, that's the handicap. Is he's got he's had two weeks to prepare against a team he coached last year. Uh, yeah, but man, that Tanner Mordecai, he's pretty pretty good. SMU comes off a, a tough loss at Maryland. They were in that game too. We had Maryland and and, and hit the cover because it was a low line, but that was a dogfight game. Yeah, so I don't know, lean. Lean TCU just because of the handicap there? I lean SMU. Ooh, okay. Um, I I mean, TCU goes on the road to Colorado in week one, and, God, Colorado is going to get votes for the worst hey, team hey, in the Power hey, 5. Hey, everybody, uh, bet against Colorado every week. Jeez, they are terrible. Um, so I would say the way that I, I look at it is that SMU's won the last two games yep. in the series. Um, they just seem to get up for this game like no other, they as do. they should. It's the you know the toughest opponent other than Cincinnati that they'll play. Um, and I just think that TCU, then following their Colorado win, go and play Tarleton State and then have a week off. It's kind of like 
they haven't really faced any adversity right, really of any all. kind. Yeah. And they're young and there's still a new coach in his system. I think you take SMU in this spot. All right, I'm on the other side. Okay. Um uh the other big game here in the DFW Metroplex, Arkansas, plus two and a half, uh, against Texas A and M at the Death Star. Are you going? I'm not. I'm not gonna go to that game. I'd like to go to that game. We know a lot of people that will be there. I'd like who? Who's going? I would guess Chris Halpin, Chris Poteet, yeah. one of our fearless school board uh, members over in Lake Highlands. Uh, I kind of uh, want to go. Joe Terrio. Yeah, um, sure. I'm sure all those guys are going. Lots of Arkansas people. Clay too. Berry. Yeah, loves him some hog. And why wouldn't he? This is the time to love him. Yeah, this game's always interesting. <laughs> this game is always interesting. I'm actually kind of shocked Arkansas is a dog here. It's tenth, another money line. One. Tenth best running team in the country, statistically, yardage-wise. Sixth best rush defense. So what is what are the Aggies going to do uh, here offensively besides not score in the red zone? So Max Johnson is now the quarterback at AM. And... Did you know, last year, Max Johnson was the quarterback in this game for AM. So Arkansas has prepared for Max Johnson before uh-huh. and when beat him before. Correct. Yeah. Not in this game, sorry. Yeah. But they have prepared for Max Johnson. They know what he's about. So you get historical advantage, Arkansas. You get clear offensive advantage. I mean, my God, Texas A&M is horrible on offense. They are. I mean, they're really, really bad. On offense. And so the question is, can Arkansas receivers get loose for K.J. Jefferson? A&M's defense is pretty good. Yeah, but then they have like two suspensions for BS targeting calls from the Miami game. Oh, do they? I think there's going to be some guys out. I think first corner, um, I forget his name. They're so good on defense. I mean, A&M looks legitimately like the Quentin Corriott defense from, from when we were in high school. It, they hit so hard, and they are on the ball immediately. I love their defense. Absolutely love it. But I also like Arkansas's, too. And the difference is going to be K.J. Jefferson in the game. I mean, he's a, a runner and a thrower, and he's just got tons of experience. And he's got lots of experience in big games now, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's there's a lot to like. I, I saw Jimbo's press conference. He was praising KJ Jefferson quite a bit as well as one would, and I do think that's going to be the difference in the game. It's it's two units, uh, offense and defense that are quite good uh, on the Arkansas side versus a one one dimensional kind of team. So give me Arkansas plus the points, maybe even a money line at Jerry World uh, in Arlington. Uh, I'm going to skip down here. Tennessee at home against Florida. Balls all day. Minus 10 and a half currently. I think 10 and a half is what I saw. Uh, I'd take anything less than 14 for sure. Yeah. So as we've spoken about before, we've, we're, we've been on Tennessee every week. No, no. We've we weren't in that ball, ball state. We no, yeah, we but they play fast. And Florida is just not that good. Florida is a very fraudulent two and one. Yes. Could certainly be 1-2 and two or 0-3 oh yeah. uh, at this point um, as they played close wins against South Florida and Utah. First first time on the road this year. 
Uh, I think they've won 16 of the last 17 games they against have. Tennessee. Which is why the line's so short. This 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 uh, tide is going to turn, yeah. uh, and this is certainly the spot in which it can be done. Uh, what did you see about Hendon Hooker and his TD to INT ratio? 42 touchdowns to two interceptions. That's unbelievable. In the last 12 games. I think Anthony Richards – is it Anthony? It's AR-14. 15. <laughs> AR-15. He has zero touchdowns, like, passing mm-hmm. in the SEC. He That's, has four interceptions in his last two games. He's a Vince Young starter kit. If they have to throw the ball, they're dead, and they're going to be behind, and therefore they will have to throw the ball. They're going to be so gassed by that offense. They're going to get smoked. It's it's the time to really pound Tennessee. All right. Um, da, da, da. Let's do Texas at Texas Tech. Texas minus five currently. Wow. I saw it at six. My, my friend, he's a dentist. He said take Texas up to minus seven. Tech just isn't very good. He's a tech guy. Yeah. And... I kind of agree. The only the only hesitation I have here is is this is Texas' first road game, and it's in a rowdy environment. Yep, always rowdy at, at sold Jones out stadium. Lots of tortillas flying everywhere. Tech hates Texas. All of our all of our tech boys, the Gearings, um, the Grays, the Threadgills of the world. Yeah, and a lot of people think that um, you know. Lubbock's a scary place to play, and it, it is, and it has been a house of horrors for Texas, but kind of not recently. Uh, that's Steve Sarkeesian's never been there, so uh, <laughs> like, <yeah>. literally. <laughs> well, why would he? Um, Tech hasn't won this game since 2017. That's a that's that's kind okay. of a dry spell. Um, it's not like Texas has been great guns. No, which and that's then. like if you're going to get Texas, the last five year four years would be the time to do it. Um, Texas covered nine of the last 12 okay. against Texas Tech. Um, five of the last six in Lubbock, right? Mm. So not as scary. House of Horrors. And here's the thing that's been pretty impressive about Texas. Zero turnovers this year. That's amazing. So to any Texas, anything up to a touchdown, I would say. What's the total? Texas has gone under like yeah, every like week. Yeah, like every game, uh, dating back to – Last season, in the last season, uh, I don't uh, know what the total is on this game. It's sixty-ish. Anyways, look at the total there. Texas defense is great. Um, they've they've actually using they're using their arms to tackle, which is a, a big step in the right direction for them. Uh, and I I like to see that. All right, mystery top five. What do you got? Okay, top five. <laughs> top five food items. And this is, this is not a specific dish. It's more of a top five, I like this food item. For instance, ice cream would be a food item. So it's a, more, a top five food category, I would say. Okay. Look, here's the deal. I haven't done food items in a long time. And now I'm going to get back to my roots. Okay? So go ahead. So fun. Oh, what? This is a debatable topic. Top five food items. Yeah, give me your S- list. Steak. 
That's a good one. That's a good one. Is that a food item? Yeah, that's a that's a good one. Okay. It's not on my list. Weird. I don't like steak that much. Really? It's fine. I cook it at home better than I can get it at a at a steakhouse, so whatever. You can get a good look at a butcher's ass. That's right. Um Okay, so steak's number one. I'm gonna go with fried rice also. Fried rice is that far up your list. I f- love fried rice. <laughs> really? Yes. Where's your go-to fried rice place? Lovers. Lovers Egg Roll? Lovers Egg Roll. You still get Lovers Egg Roll? Every once in a while. I don't really eat rice because I'm trying not to, to be a tremendous fat ass. You're so skinny. Mm-hmm. Do they deliver? I don't I think so. Uh, you have to go pick that up. Okay. You got, oh, you there's can... only one now, right? McKinney? I think that's right. Okay. Yeah. Down, down on down McKinney, here. right near uh, S&D. Yep. Which I did not even know it was there until literally this weekend. I drove by it. And I was like, oh. S&D? No. Lover's Egg Roll. Okay. S and D. Come on. Get out and explore your city. Go ahead. Fried rice. Following wow. following fried rice, I am going to say nacho. Nacho. Okay. Not on my list. But that's a that's a gettable item. And I'm mixing this up, right? I'm I'm kind of trying to mix up cuisines here because I like all the food items. Okay, well, you don't have to mix up anything. Just give me your top five food items. I don't have to do anything I want. don't that, want to. That you're on record several times. So nachos. Uh, do you like the uh, concession stand uh, cheese version or like a Javier's smoked chicken nacho? I prefer the Javier's smoked chicken nacho style. Okay. But that's not to discredit the concession stand at a baseball game nacho. I mean... I'd rather get a hot dog than a nacho, but it's more about setting than it is about what you're actually eating. Yes. But I think a, na- a nacho at a ballpark is pretty darn good. Yes, jalapeno or no? Yes, jalapeno. Always. Always. One jalapeno per bite. Uh, that's that's That can be hard to do. Um, I'd but, like, but, like to make it happen, though. Yeah. yeah. Okay, nacho. Go ahead. If next. possible. <sighs> Other food item. Let's go with... A piece of cake. A piece of cake. Yes. Cool. I, so I'm kind of walking through like, oh, that's kind of an appetizer. That's kind of a main dish. Okay. This is this is how you think of your top five food items in like meal prep order? Well, I'm just, you realize I didn't know this is what you were going to do. Neither did you <laughs> uh, <laughs> until just now. So <laughs> I'm kind of flying blind here. All right, go ahead. Uh, and then let's go with a veggie just to mix it in. Okay. Uh, how about if it's not a top five food item, don't mix it in. Okay, you're gonna get your chance <laughs> to say your own. Being a top, a, a mystery top five Nazi. Nazi. Uh, you just always pick the same types of categories. That's not true at all. So boring. That, oh my god, that's uh, not true. Okay. I've done plenty of things besides food for like the last ten episodes. All right, last item up for uh, my list. Top five maps. Caulif- <laughs> cauliflower. <laughs> Tempura cauliflower. Tempura, that's very specific. Mm-hmm. I thought you were just going to go cauliflower because cauliflower is super versatile. Yeah, you can do a lot of stuff with it. You can make buffalo, soup. Buffalo cauliflower is fantastic. Uh-huh. I love that as an app. Yep, very good. That's a good choice. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's five, and I've got uh, 50 None of those others. made my list. Good. Uh, it'd be weird if one of them did. <laughs> Why? We've been doing this podcast long enough. We should all know what everyone's favorite things are. Okay. Number five, ice cream. Mm. Ice cream is so good. I could I could do ice cream out of the bucket. I can do any flavor of ice cream. 
You like could, Rocky Road? I could do it. Yeah. Oh, dude. Rocky Road is a top five ice cream. Yeah, I love Rocky Road. Should we do top five ice creams right now? No, let's don't. Okay. Uh, number four is going to be eggs. I like an egg anyway. I like an egg on several things. I like an egg by itself. Hard-boiled, over-easy, fried, scrambled. I'm like Bubba Gump with his shrimp. You know who loved eggs? Who? The hard-boiled egg, Bobby Finstock, head basketball coach, Teen Wolf. <laughs> loved, loved a hard-boiled egg. There's, Give me some salt. There's nothing better uh, than the egg, the hard-boiled egg in a Cobb salad. That's great. I love that. The egg, the hard-boiled egg in dressing at Thanksgiving. It adds just some really nice greatness to it. Give me a deviled egg from oh, East Texas. Oh, deviled egg. I want the East Texas version. I think egg should have been higher. It's oh. only number four. Okay. You can re you can re-vote re re later. <laughs> I could remake my list yes. immediately in the moment. Give me another one. Number three, cereal. You want to do your top five cereals? No. Oh, oh wait. You've already done that one. I understand that. But if I do a top five list of things, it clearly should be in my top five food items. Cere I think about it that much. Cereal sucks. Cereal's amazing. I can't believe that. And you can have it at any moment of the day. I will have a bowl of cereal right now. I will have a bowl of cereal in my bed before going to sleep. I don't care. I'll you do will it. have it with an ox. You will have it with a fox. I'll have it with a hard-boiled egg. <laughs> Number two. <laughs> it's very breakfasty. <laughs> Number with ice two. cream. Number two food item, uh, tacos. Any type of taco. See, tacos and nachos, very closely related. Very, very. Mexican food is my favorite type of food. Like, is it? Yeah. My Tex favorite, Mex? Uh, yes, Tex-Mex. Yeah, I like Although Tex -Mex. I do like traditional Mexican food as well. I'm I do. I'm not a big fan of mole, but I like the stacked enchilada. That's good. That's kind of New Mexican. So as far as tacos, where's your favorite taco in Dallas, Tex? This. I think my favorite taco is a Whataburger Taquito. <laughs> the look of disdain on your face is priceless. So is that your go-to when they're out of cereal? I like the, uh, the there's a new place over at Royal and Abrams. I think it's called Sonic Mi Terra or something. It's really good. It's excellent. They have McDonald's breakfast taco. No. Nope. Okay. I like brisket tacos. Um, they're very good also. With eggs? No, just no. That's okay. too much. <laughs> That's too much, but a hard-boiled egg with cereal isn't. All right, bye. Number one, sandwiches. Ah, uh, okay. As uh, people that have known me the longest um, know that I will make a sandwich out of anything. I've seen this. I have made a sandwich of spaghetti with two pieces of garlic bread. That's genius, by the way. Try it if you haven't. Yeah, what's the carb content in that? It doesn't matter. So when I go low carb or no carb, you can you can understand how much that affects me. Yeah. Because sandwiches is my favorite. Like every food item I've named has massive amounts of carbs. Do you like to take leftover whatever you've made the the night prior and turn that into a sandwich? There's literally nothing better than leftover Thanksgiving meal turned into a sandwich so have you ever had like a vietnamese uh leftover me no no i know what a bon me <laughs> is i'm talking about have you ever taken like flat noodles and made that a sandwich 
I don't think I have done that. V- Vietnamese food's not very carb centric though, in terms of like uh, a vessel to put things in. <laughs> there's, not, there's not a lot of bread in Vietnamese cuisine. No, that's true. But there's a lot of noodles. That's that is correct. Yes. So like, um, I don't know, a pad Thai sandwich. I have not tried that. I don't really like pad Thai. So cool. Um, <laughs> that's my mystery top five. Go ahead, Brent. That's great. I like that. We should do more food stuff. Shut topics. up. You don't want me to do food stuff, and I don't care. What kind of sandwich are you going to make as you dig into the Buffalo Bills Miami Dolphins game on Sunday? What do kind you want to do a mystery top five? Or? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do. So my mystery top five. You were so enthralled by my mystery top five that you're just, you just didn't even want to do one. Yeah, because anything that I do is going to be better than what you just did. It's <laughs> not true. It's, Go ahead. Feels like why even just this is a gimme putt from thirty feet. Top five good, good. TV game shows. Top five TV game shows. Number one is Jeopardy. Number three on my list. There's no. I I record Jeopardy's today. We used to sit around in high school while you and watch <laughs> Jeopardy as a group of dudes. Uh huh. That's why we're so smart. Yeah, all the ladies. <laughs> we had a game called uh, the five dollar game, and this is uh, based on Final Jeopardy. If you guessed the right answer prior to the category even being mentioned, you would get five dollars from everyone in the room. Okay, so it'd say Final Jeopardy, and you'd say Queen Elizabeth the second, and then it would be like. Top five food items. <laughs> so you know you're not going to win. <laughs> win. But hey, it was a fun game. Anyways, Jeopardy number one. That's a great Jeopardy story. Number two. Which game do I sit down and watch the most? Wheel of Fortune. Not on my list. Really? Really. Okay. It's just, it's it's gone on for so long. And Pat Sajak looks like he's 25. He looks great. He's 90. Vanna White looks great, too. They're both 90. Are they married? No. <laughs> I don't think so. Why are they not married? They're work husband and wife. I know. They should just be married. <laughs> just regular married. I, they just seem like they should be. Okay. They complete each other's words. Dude, <laughs> that was the best joke you've ever told. I know. I'm getting better by the week. You really are. Uh, you, you got a writer? Is that No. Uh, no, I need one. Spence writing for you? Shout Definitely out, not. Shout, shout out to Spence Morris and his podcast on YouTube. Yep, it's, it's called the, out, the Outdoor Podcast. It's a visual podcast. Outdoorsportspodcast.org. If you have... Dot <laughs> <laughs> org. If you have 20 or 30 minutes to kill, that's a good one. All right. Uh, Give me another game show. Uh, I like... Um, well, I would say password, but I'm I'm actually going to go with the hundred thousand dollar pyramid. Number four on my list. That's a really good one because I don't think a lot of people think about that. It I, used to be the ten thousand dollar pyramid. No, it was always a hundred thousand. Oh, was it? I think so. Okay. And they just haven't gone up for inflation. <laughs> they're no Biden. It, they're not following Biden's rules. It was so awesome back in the day because you took a celebrity giving, I mean, pretty hard criteria. You know, to the lady that sold Avon uh, across from her. Um, it was so... Here's Susan, a housewife from Des Moines. It, exactly. And Susan probably did quite well. Yeah. Uh, the premise of it is just builds up intensity. It's so great. Um, I'm, I'm all about it. 
I don't watch it or anything, but when I was a kid, I don't think it's still on. I think they re- I think they rebooted it. Yeah, I think it's off still. All right, number four. Give me the old Family Feud, baby. Number two on my list. We're really just dinging these out. Well, you. I mean, this is a pretty narrow list. There's only like so many really good game shows on TV. Well, I didn't have Wheel of Fortune on mine, and I have about five others in in queue that okay. I could pull up. But okay. we're not going to worry about those because we haven't gotten to. Okay, my to the fifth, rest. my fifth favorite game show on TV. I'm gonna go with the old standard newlywed game. Very close. See, that was one that didn't make my list. That was very, very close. Because of the hilarity of the answers that come out. Like, I mean, I think everyone's seen this, but the old one where it says uh, Wink Bartondale. Is that who was the host? Uh, it was Bob uh, New New not nope. Newhart. Bob Needenfewer. No, he was true. a pitcher for the Dodgers. <laughs> so the the host says, "Where is the weirdest place that you've done it?" All and right. the lady goes. In the butt? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's in like 1965. Bob Eubanks. Okay, Bob Eubanks. Um, But yeah, newlywed game, very funny. All right, go ahead. Your top five, quickly. Uh, Number five, The Weakest Link. Goodbye. Uh, Okay, solid. I love that show, mostly because of the personality of the meanest. She's much like you. It's like people working together and you just like tear it down. If they had a weakest link for sports, you would be the host, and you would be that person. That'd be fun. Okay. Let's do that. All right. We'll do that next. (laughs) And then you've guessed three others, so we're down to number one. Number one. That's the price is right, my friend. Oh, yeah. That's a good Love to see people get cars that are in the Navy that are never going to drive the car. Yeah. Look, man, I'm on a sub for like eight months. Is there any way I could get out of the car and just give me cash? Plus, Bob Barker's great. He's no longer with us. I understand. I think Drew Carey's the host of this show now. He is. If they still run it. They do. And let's be real frank here of why that was such a great show. Barker's Beauties, all day long, strolling out in bikinis when they were pimping the new spa. How much for the spa? I just love that. I love it, too. Now, is the price right on Miami plus five and a half? (laughs) You, you tried to segue earlier. I'm going to segue right now. You segue right back at me. That's right. Uh, so Miami is at home uh, getting five and a half against Buffalo. The question is, do you dare step yes. in front of the Buffalo Bills train? That is the question. What a question that is. Because they are killing everybody. They seek and destroy. Um, they're not going to do that every single week. Probably. So why not here? Why not this spot for the Dolphins? Yeah, I think that's interesting because Kansas City a couple of years ago when they were coming up. I mean, Buffalo's not coming up. They've obviously been a thing for a few years. Yep. But Kansas City was 8-0 against the spread to start the season. They were drilling everyone. Now, it came back and they ended up 10-6 uh, and six maybe. Wow. Because the price just got so inflated that they weren't going to cover those games anymore. And so that, to me, is actually what's happening here, is Buffalo is overpriced now. Miami, 2-0, beat the Patriots, and then beat the Ravens last week at Baltimore. Tua comes from behind. They're down 35-21. Throws for 6,000 yards. I think we hit the over 79.5 on that. (laughs) 
<laughs> Did we play the alt total, the alt uh, NFL total of 79 and a half? Uh, that, what, a, what a great game that was. It and was incredible. Tua just, I mean, he showed up big time. Because I, I really liked Miami in that game. At They were a plus three and a half, I think. Or sorry, they were, yeah, they were mm-hmm. plus three and a half. That's right. And we did not play it because your basic question was, well, do you trust Tua on the road? And I was like, not really. And then I saw they're losing 35-21. I'm like, oh, God, glad we pulled off of that one. Yeah. And then they win. And Tua was great. And now they're back at home. And I just think that five and a half points at home in the NFL for two teams that are really good, that are likely going to make the playoffs, that's a lot of points. And don't forget about familiarity here. These, yep. these guys play each other twice a year. That's yep. a big, big thing. Those divisional games, and we'll get to you know more in a second, uh, that means something. They know what's at stake here. A win inside your division means more than a win anywhere else. And, I, man, Miami is hard to argue with, particularly on offense. And I know people love the Buffalo defense, and there's a lot to like, but they can be scored on. Let's don't lose sight of the fact that they got uh, torched uh, in the AFC divisional game against the Chiefs. Uh, that wasn't that long ago. So it can be done. I, I'm with you. I like the, the home dog in this one. Excellent. Uh, at Carolina, in New Orleans will travel to Carolina this week, Carolina plus three. This to me was just kind of contrarian. But it's another home dog getting divisional, divisional, getting a field goal. I don't think New Orleans is that good. I've been preaching this since the summer. They're just not a good football team. They're way over the cap. They got older players. Their defense is very good. To me, though, and Carolina, while losing, has kind of been on the number both games. Mm -hmm. They've been in both. So it, it, you know, they kind of should have won the Cleveland game. They kind of should have won the Giants game. They're they're there, and they need this win so bad. Starting zero and three is not going to be good for the Matt Rule. Matt Rule can't lose ten games in a row. Is that how many they have back to last? I believe season? it's nine. Jeez. In a row. And so that's the handicap here. Is Carolina needs it? They're not terrible. And they're at home, and they're getting points. So I, I, I like Carolina. Love it. Okay, let's flip over Minnesota. Minnesota at home, minus six against Detroit. So we were uh, on Philly on Monday night, and it was obvious to me. Minnesota w- had, had played great in the opener, and now you get Kirk Cousins on Monday Night Football. And he's... He literally has the worst record in NFL history on Monday Night Football. He's now 2-10. That's not good. So we were all over Minnesota, and I really liked Minnesota. We were all over Philly. I'm sorry, uh, all over Philly. We were all over Minnesota in week one uh, when they played Green Bay as a pick They ended up a favorite maybe by a point or so. But in this one, my handicap is this. Detroit's now overpriced. Mm -hmm. They're not that good. Minnesota's back in their sweet, sweet Kirk Cousins noon time slot. And it's less than a touchdown at home. You like he likes it when no one is watching. He's he, the opposite of Derek Jeter. Exactly. And he wants the routine to be my game is at noon. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to get to the field at this time. 
and this is how it's going to be. Detroit covers both both games to start the season, though. Yeah, we're on we're on Detroit both times. I know. I love I'm Detroit. Saying, I'm saying, do they keep it going? I, I mean, do they're not. clearly right there. Um, they've got the hard knocks. Uh, you don't think they figured out how to win yet? They were getting stomped by Philly. They were lucky to cover that game. And I think this is the same. I think Minnesota and Philly are pretty comparable teams. One looked significantly better than the other. Agree. And we were on it. But I think they're comparable teams going forward. And Minnesota's offense is fantastic. I think they I think they handled Detroit here. Okay. That's a good 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 pick there on a fave. All right. Rams minus four at Arizona. Also a good pick on a fave. Yeah, to me, it's Arizona is terrible. I can't believe they won <laughs> the Raiders game. I that was a great hit on the over. Yes, thank you so much Just for a little being, bit of overtime. Yeah, a little overtime. A little bit rules. of two point conversion action. Love it. There was a lot of everything going on in that game, uh, but I just think Arizona's bad, and I don't think the Rams are very good right now. They went out to a massive lead against Atlanta, and then somehow tried to be Atlanta and let them back in the game. It was weird. Yeah, and uh, so I, I think the Rams are. are easily four points better i mean it is again on the road but division the rams have owned arizona and arizona's just not good that's the that's that's the cap here for me is that uh since sean McVay has been there uh i think they've won 80 percent of the matchups against arizona they just they're they're in their head yeah and uh you know arizona's Still, they just haven't looked that good. No. Uh, the the DeAndre Hopkins missing is a huge, huge deal because I haven't seen Hollywood Brown, who they picked up at the draft for Kyler Murray, for him specifically. I haven't seen any sort of connection there right. at all. Yep. So, I'm with you here, brother. All right, San Francisco at Denver. Denver catching one and a half points at home in September. Typically, a recipe for success. San Francisco looked great. They've got Jimmy G now. Trey Lance is out for the year. Uh, my cap here is Denver. Is Nathaniel Hackett coaching in this game? Because I, I don't want any part of that dude. That was our only loss last weekend. I know. And uh, they're just so close to scoring a lot of points. And then they kick field goals. And then they turn it over. I th- They're a lot better than what their record I mean, they're one and one, but they're a lot better than they've played. I think they. I think they are too, but they're going to be without Patrick Sertain, and that's going to be huge. Yeah, that is. Um, huge. I don't like their discipline at all. They had 195 yards and penalties in the Monday night opener. Uh, they let Houston hang around forever. They just don't seem like a. Di- they need more preseason football. Yeah. They just don't look good to me, and I. I you give me Jimmy G in San Francisco and how Kyle Shanahan game plans for his opponents specifically. Um, Do you know how happy I, I the like offensive that. line was that Jimmy G was playing? And in that's that really disturbing. Very weird. <laughs> you don't see that very often. No. All right. Uh, Packers plus two at Tampa Bay. Uh, is anybody left to play for Tampa Bay? All their receivers are out. No like offensive all line. Of them. No receivers. Somehow they're favored. They're calling on Keenan McCardell to come back and, <laughs> and, and play the slot. Doug Williams. Uh, I love the Packers plus two here. Yeah, I think uh, that running game is just so dynamic. With the Jones and the A.J. Dillon kind of hopping back and forth between those Aaron guys. Aaron Jones looks great. He looks like he's rejuvenated. Yeah. I mean, his cutbacks are second to none. He looked like Dalvin Cook out there. 
Um, I, I really like Green Bay. Again, Green Bay does this seemingly every year. Look like they couldn't be more disinterested in week one, and then week two rolls around, that value comes down significantly. I know it's a 10-point line, but normally that'd be like 14 and a half, yep. given their ownership uh, <laughs> over the Bears. The Bears. Yeah. And uh, I just think Green Bay's got so I love their defense. That Preston Smith – that, that plays on the outside for Green Bay is a monster. He has been for years. He never gets talked about, and he is damn good. Yeah, part of the former Smith brothers of Zadarius, who now plays for the Vikings. All right, uh, Bears at home, minus two and a half against the Texans. Man, Houston is just going to cover every week, I guess. Is that what we're looking at? I kind of like the Bears here. They're at home. Uh, I don't like the Texans. They're just not good. Uh, I don't know. This is kind of a fishy stay away-ish for me, I guess. I mean, do you have any, like, massive notes? I really like uh, David Montgomery uh, running the ball. He looks fantastic. He doesn't fumble the ball either. That's huge. Uh, I like Justin Fields to probably make some plays in this one. He's kind of due. I know in the first game he played pretty well. But, again, torrential downpour. And then last week he did not play well against Green Bay. I just don't um, think he's very good. I think he's pretty good, and I think okay. he'll. I think he's one of those guys that's going to take a little bit to get to the level that they expect him to get to. Um, but I like I like his playmaking. Would ability. you he's rather so have, fast? Would you rather have Justin Fields or Davis Mills? Justin Fields. <laughs> <laughs> Love Davis Mills. All right, I'd uh, rather have Trip Holly <clears throat> than Davis Mills. Kind of, a, kind of. This is an interesting game to me. Uh, Patriots at home. Catching three points against the Ravens. So the Patriots have lost to the Steelers. They and beat the Steelers by a field goal. I'm sorry. They beat the Steelers by a field They lost to the Dolphins. That's what I meant. Yeah. Sorry. They lost to the Dolphins in week one. They beat the Steelers in week two by a field goal. They, they were a lot more in that Miami game than the score indicated. There was a defensive touchdown uh, for the Dolphins. And I think they kind of outplayed them uh, on some level. And so the Patriots number here, I think, is a little off. The Ravens obviously collapsed last week uh, at home against Miami. And now they travel to Belichick and they still don't have. I mean, they've lost their best cornerback for the year. Uh, and so I think their defense is not great. Now, the Patriots still have Matt Patricia calling plays. And we've bet against that two times now. Uh -huh. And it's profited for us yes so what are your thoughts on on the pats here well i think situationally it's a great spot to take them um i think that uh belichick has something over harbaugh and he's got a pretty solid record when those two uh go head to head so he's, he's gonna have a solid game plan even though matt patricia is going to be executing said game plan um i do like their defense a lot I think he's going to have something in place to keep Lamar Jackson in check, probably on the running side. Just make him make him sit in the pocket and get frustrated and bored and things like that, um, which could still work because I do think he's pretty good back there, regardless of what you know a lot of people would say. Um, I, I I just think you take the points here. I think it's going to be right down to the to the end, so okay. you might as well take that field goal. All right, the last one of importance here: uh, Monday Night Football. Is that right? Yep. Cowboys at Giants. Uh, you like the total here over 39 and a half. I'm not sure I'm with you, but give me your handicap. Well, it's anything under 40 
uh, draws my uh, eye up. That's just there's a mo- there's been a lot of those this year. I know in the and, NFL it's and they'll interesting. Go, and they'll go under, but they'll also go over probability. <laughs> no, no way. They'll more, go under or more so, also more so at a greater rate than they will under. So all this to be said, I love the idea that um, Saquon Barkley is just really hammering. And he's a leading rusher in the NFL. I like what Tony Pollard's doing for Dallas. I mean, they're starting. Kellen started using him better this past week than he did in the opener against Tampa. Um, and I think that they call a different game with Cooper Rush playing quarterback. He does something um, better than Dak does, in my opinion. He is throwing to open spaces better than Dak does. Like – when you get a slot receiver curling in, Cooper Rush is really damn good at that throw. And I'm not saying that Dak's bad at it. I'm saying it looks like he knows where he wants to go with the ball sooner than Dak does. It feels like a schematic difference then. Maybe they're putting right. Cooper it, in different positions. Exactly. To, yeah, and okay. I, I'm saying but that particular kind of thing to move the chains looks better. The fourth and two call to Noah Brown early in that game uh, – the the Cowboys and, and Bengals. That was great. So they had, you know, uh, Cincinnati basically had everyone kind of four-ish yards away, mm-hmm. and they ran a bunch of shallow crossers that looked like they were going to throw it short and trying to get the two yards there, and then they sneaked Noah Brown in behind for 17. That was great play design. Yeah, I like it. I mean, he's a great play designer. He needs to be Period. a better play caller. But. Um, <laughs> again... Uh, one of the components, too, about taking an over in this scenario, you know, Daniel Jones has a historical chart of not taking care of the football. And when I look at Micah Parsons, he in the fact that they just move him every which way, if he doesn't account for him on a play, that's a fumble. He is Hopefully a, it's a short, short field situation and there's points. Daniel right? Jones is a notorious fumbler of the football. Not, not just not taking care of it, but specifically fumbling. Yes, he's a fumbler. And I like that in terms of short field and maybe getting some points there. Man, I just – I kind of lean to the Giants minus two and a half a little bit more here. But I will uh, – we'll I, talk about I, that. I like, I like Dallas on the side. Really? I do. Oh, we're on, um, we're on either side. We should fucking bet this game. Oh. You can't say that. <laughs> we'll bet this game against each other. Yeah, we'll fight. Uh, I do. I do favor Dallas. I don't think that's again. I don't think that's the strong play in this game. I do think it's over because the tendency to turn the football over is going to be great. And you know, the average listener may say, "Well, doesn't that mean defense is awesome?" Yeah, but if you have less far to go in a shorter amount of time, that creates point opportunities. True. All right, we're gonna get out of here. <clears throat> we have held you for the last. One hour and ten minutes. Right on the number. Held your focus. Get out there and win some games. Please, please go to www.linesite2020.com. We want to see some new blood. L-I-N-E-S-I-G-H-T, the numbers 2020.com. And get our pick. Subscribe. Get a free month. Uh, follow us on Twitter at linesite2020.com, Instagram at linesite2020.com, and we will see you next week. Let's heat it up. Uh-huh.